Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of Music Makers. I'm Gordon Collier. So much talent in Central Texas and so little time. Today's episode is timely. Waco's own honky-tonk hero, Billy Joe Shaver, would have celebrated his 83rd birthday on August 15th. Sadly, he passed away almost two years ago. Doesn't even seem possible. Well, a man who traveled the world with Billy Joe for nearly 15 years is with us today, Jeremy Lynn Woodall, a man of many talents. Let's get started. you don't travel around with a guy like Billy Joe for so many years without uh, picking up a few tips on putting on a good show and that my friend was a good show well, we'll talk about more uh, a little bit later about that but uh, thanks for coming in man appreciate very it. welcome good to see you yeah good, good to see seeing you. you now you played uh, guitar for Billy Joe Joe for uh, nearly 15 years tell us how you guys met and um, how you ended up in his band Actually, he uh, he used to come out and see our band over there in Mejia. We played a little place there in Mejia, and him and his son would come out and see us all the time. And uh, it just became they just became one of the one of the regular crowds. So eventually, uh, it got to where his son would come out a lot, and his son took more notice of me. His son Eddie played play guitar for him. He uh, he took a little more notice than Billy did. Billy was kind of a Kind of a tumbleweed, but yeah. Eddie Eddie would would stick with us, and he'd play every he played on Wednesdays. He would play every uh, all all night with us, and uh, that's kind of how he got to know who I was. I already knew who he was, but uh, so uh, that's what led to to him. He, at some point, he went home and told his dad, said, "If anything ever happens to me, go get that kid out of my head." <laughs> and and that's what happened. Yeah, it. Eddie was such uh, an immense talent, such he was. a huge talent, and he what was. a tragedy that he died uh, so young. But, uh, you know, getting back to Billy Joe, he liked to travel around in, in White Lightning, that old white van. White Lightning, that's, that's right. A, that's a lot of road time uh, with, with between people, so you've got to have a ton of Billy Joe stories. What's your favorite? Uh, there's a lot that has to do with White Lightning. He, he, he would never let me wash the van because uh, he said it would change the tone of it. <laughs> I guess going down the road. But my favorite Billy Joe short story, uh, we were talking about that earlier, and uh, it would have to be the time in, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, when the light, the, when the, they call it the night the lights went out. Uh, we were about to go on. We'd had an opening band there, and uh, they had a great opening set. Uh, we were watching the storm roll in as it, as, it came, as, as we listened to them play, and it came time for us to go on, and uh, our drummer counted off. We always start with George on a fast train, so our drummer started off you know, with, a, with the train beat, and all of a sudden, as soon as we kicked in, all the lights went out. So uh, 
So there we were sitting in the dark and Billy looks at me uh, and says, what do we do? I said, well, let's go out front and, and, and play. I said, we can play acoustic. He said, well, how do we do that? I said, well, we got to go down there in the middle of them. He said, you go first. <laughs> so off we went and we all went in there and I've said it many times, uh, when I'm laying on my deathbed, years, hopefully years from now, I'm going to remember that night in Bowling Green with everybody lighting Billy up with their cell phones mm. and the rain just beating down on that roof and him singing his heart out. That's, that's the one that's probably going to stick with me mm. for the duration. But yeah, was, it seems like sometimes night. those gigs where uh, so many things go wrong end up going so right. Uh, it, it's just like serendipity, you know. Yeah. The next morning we were we were on every major country music outlet. They were talking <laughs> about Billy Joe played through the uh, played through a, a, shut, a, a power shutdown, right. and uh, so he we got a little bit of press out of it. But to be there, to be there in that moment, watching watching Billy just sing, you know, to the just like he would tell stories about like when he was a kid and he would sing, "Pay APO, get through the morning paper." But yeah. well, that's how he sounded. He sounded just like. One of those guys is, hey, look at me, right, <laughs> look at me. Right, and right. Just, very it was authentic, awesome. Authentic very awesome. Uh, voice. You know, he had a, a very intense, uh, intimidating persona that, that I think uh, perhaps came from his hard scrabble upbringing, the way he was brought out. But, but something I learned um, in short order was once you break through that crust, that rugged exterior, you found a heart of gold inside. What was he like as a friend and a mentor? I never saw that side of him. Yeah? I, I, saw, I would see pictures that he looked tough, and I'd say, hey, Billy, look at this. And we both have a laugh about it, because if you knew Billy, and, and yeah. if Billy knew you, then you knew how much he loved people. Right. You know, I mean, all that was just, but to have him as a mentor and a friend, the hardest the hardest part about, about losing him was, you know, not that we lost a great songwriter, that not that, that, that we lost one of, one of our greatest poets of, of our time and of the genre, of, of many genres, and not, you know, uh, but the, the hardest part for me was losing my friendship with him because he was such a, a unique person. Nobody has friends like that. Mm -hmm. So that was the hardest part was just getting used to, to not having that kind of magic uh, and, and a friendship in my life. But, you know, I've, I've come to find out that, that there's magic in a lot of friendships and, and Billy really, really led me to that. Mm -hmm. So. Well, you know, one of the, the greatest mysteries in life is, is, is why Billy Joe Shaver wasn't played on every radio station across the country every day. So many of his contributions uh, to music um, went, for the most part, unrewarded. Is there any explanation in your mind for that? The only thing I could think of, you know, and I, I've been, people have been trying to put their finger on that for years, but, but my take on it after riding in the van next to him, he was happy like he was. Mm -hmm. He didn't need all that and there's there's people that, that play music because they have a plan. And there's people that have uh, an economic plan to go along with their music and, that's, they, and they carry that out and that's great and it's really good. Billy wasn't one of those kind of people. He was a dreamer from the beginning all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes dreamers will take the hit. You know, if, you, if, if most great artists uh, starve and they're, they're known later on and they get their accolades after they've passed on. I think Billy definitely fits into that category. Yeah, oh, for sure. Now, you put together a tribute band, aptly named Surrogate Son. <laughs> you, were, you were his, his surrogate son. Tell us about that project. Well, the reason it's called Surrogate Son is because uh, they, they kept calling me that in the, in the press when they would say Billy's, uh, Billy didn't have much of a, of a social presence, you know, as far as uh, 
as far as like Facebook or social media and stuff like that. So I carried a lot of his stuff for him. People would, they would say, well, this came from his surrogate son, blah, 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 blah. So that, it kind of stuck and we thought that'd make a good band name. Billy wrestled with it a little bit. He, he eventually said, man, you got to use it. I wish I had come up with it on my own. So, <laughs> so that's the reason we call it surrogate son. But um, I, I've told Billy many times, I said, you know, when you pass, Billy, I'm going to keep playing these songs and as long as I'm here, you know, because they're a big part of me. After 15 years, uh, they kind of get in your blood, you know, and so does the road and, and the whole thing, you know, so yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can probably attribute a lot of it to uh, just habit. I feel like I need to go back to work, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm skipping work or something like that, so. <laughs> well, uh, earlier you mentioned George on a fast train. We're going to hear your rendition. Awesome, awesome.
classic Billy Joe Shaver right there, man. He we did a lot of work, man. Yeah, he, he did a good job on that song, man. That's, thank you, that's, thank you. Really that, like, like Billy used to say, we're ragged, but we're right. We'll, we'll get it tighter as we go. But, oh, yeah. But a good bunch of guys. I uh, got David Doran on guitar. I got Chris Whiteside on, uh, he goes by Chris Bourgeois now. I think he's French for some reason. <laughs> uh, on drums, and then we got David Hooper on the, on the bass guitar. Yeah. Stepping out with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good, very good. I think that would definitely get the Billy Joe seal of approval. You know, he had such an, an extensive song list. Uh, how does it make you feel when you're up there uh, performing his music? Goosebumps? I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. I got the best seat in the house. <laughs> Everybody I know can, can hop up there and play a few Billy Joe songs, and some people can play more than others. I don't know all of his songs, but I would try, and, and usually he would, he would go over songs before we just threw them at you and say, hey, what do you think of playing this and this and that? So I was pretty prepared, but uh, he just had such a, a broad catalog. But the truth is, and I've said it a thousand times, Billy didn't need a band. He didn't need a guitar player. I was so lucky to be able to be up there with him, and I'm just, just so honored, you know, so humbled to stand there on stage with him, but he didn't need me. He could go up there and entertain for 90 minutes, two hours, just him and a crowd, you know. He just had that quality about that him. That is a very rare talent, and you're absolutely right. He could do that. He could pull that off. Absolutely. All day long. <laughs> We're going to check long. out another one. Of, uh, this is another one of my favorites, and I, I think Waylon Jennings liked it pretty well, too. Here it is.
Tonk Heroes. Uh, I think Waylon Jennings uh, liked that one pretty well. I, I had a monster so hit with it back in the day. I might have put him on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Billy Joe really loved music, and that came out in, in his songwriting. You know, he, he was Absolutely. such a strong songwriter, but performing on stage, you could look at him and see that that's his happy place, you know, just Absolutely. When, he, when he has that crowd in his hand. And I, I've never seen him perform when he did not have the, the crowd in the palm of his hands. Uh, what do you think he would have to say about this project of yours? He, he was all for it. He was like, oh, I'm going to help you out with it. Of course, the, 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 uh, the, the lockdown came with the, with the pandemic and everything, and it kind of locked everybody up for a good year so we didn't see a whole lot of each other and unfortunately he got sick before we got a chance to put it out but he was 100% behind it you know so uh, and he was gonna he's gonna probably do a couple of cameos on it like he's, he's he did a couple of cameos on my first record I did I did three uh, Billy Joe songs on that record so this was gonna be kind of samey it was gonna be mostly me but have him come in yeah he, he's of one of those guys it's, it's it's not all about me it's it's about the music it's about you know, it was about those songs yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely well, let's listen to another one. Here's one that I think may have put uh, John Anderson on the map. Nice, nice.
night that was. We've been watching video clips from a benefit that you recently put together at the backyard in Waco. You were kind enough to invite my band and, and um, invited us to be a part of it, and I appreciate it. There he that. is, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the proceeds are going to build hopefully someday a statue of Billy Joe Shaver in where in the town where he was born, not where he spent all his time, but the town he was born in Corsicana. Cool. Tell us about this project. Uh, they, uh, they've been putting money together ever since Billy Joe passed and uh, they're still looking for, uh, for, for more funding. Um, we ask anybody that, that knew Billy Joe or, or anybody that, that you know that might know, anybody that likes Billy Joe to help us get this statue built. He's one of the greatest songwriters in, in our, of our time and uh, right there in, in uh, uh, Corsicana, Texas, where we discovered oil, and we discovered Billy Joe, and there's a lot of good things going on. And uh, you can contact Mark Watson on Facebook, and he'll get you all hooked in. Mark is uh, one of Billy Joe's cousins, and he's head, uh, spearheading the whole thing, and we're real proud of it and looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, they're about halfway there. So. But still, eighteen thousand dollars. Hey, uh, that's not something. Yeah, that's not, you know, yeah, yeah. That's they, all right. They don't they don't build those things cheaply anymore. That's that's, that's true. Sure. Very all right, true. we have time for one more song, and this is a song that Elvis liked so much. He recorded it three times. That's right. That's right. Long
the, the words that just came out of Billy Joe's mind and his heart, it just it gets me every time, every time. I used to ask him, where, where do you come up with that? Where did you get that line, I got a wad of bills that will choke a whooping crane? <laughs> I never did get a straight answer out of him. But. Yeah, that's one thing you rarely got is a straight answer that's out true. of Billy Joe. That's true. But you, you've been listening to Jeremy Lynn Woodall and Surrogate Son. For more information and to note, donate to that statue fund, you can go to Billy Joe Shaver Statue. Com. And for more information on Jeremy Lynn Woodall and Surrogate Son, where can they find you, Jeremy? You can look us up on Facebook right now. It's about all we're going to be getting into here. Uh, you, we've got some stuff on Facebook, and we'll probably end up putting some stuff on YouTube. But mainly, you just come out and see us. Yeah, and more more uh, Surrogate Son concerts coming up. So yes, sir, we got we got uh, one in Houston coming up, but uh, okay. a little bit of a drive for you guys. <laughs> all right, thanks again so much. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. It always has been. You Enjoyed it. Thank bet. you so much. Always, always. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music Makers. I'm Gordon Collier, reminding you to get out and enjoy some of the immense homegrown talent right here in Central Texas. Go see a live show. Take your kids.